This is episode number four. A warning to listeners, rape will be mentioned in the following episode. Welcome back to your Topic Central, where I discuss topics that you choose. My name is Rocky Gonzalez, and today's episode is regarding haunting memories. More specifically, I'll be discussing the impacts of the memories from someone who has been traumatized and how they cope. The book that we are relating today's podcast discussion to is The Color Purple by Alice Walker, published in 1982. Haunting memories, unfortunately, are a common occurrence for many people. Sadly, the world can be a harsh place filled with harsh people, where many people struggle and often fight for their survival. Almost all people struggle with dark memories, and they can affect someone greatly no matter how severe the event was that created the never-ending memory. Unfortunately, most people don't know how to cope with the constant replay and often find themselves in more trouble or isolated. Everyone deals with their own demons day to day, but having a traumatic event can leave an everlasting scar that requires more effort to live with. The truth is is that when something devastating happens, we can try very hard to block the memories or tell themselves not to think about the event, but these haunting memories often last till death. Throughout the book, The Color Purple, Alice Walker displays how Celie, in my mind, copes with her haunting memories, and that is by writing to God. We know, with the exception of her sister and Shug, that she doesn't tell anyone about her traumatic events from her youth. Not her mother, not the authorities, and not her new family. So for most of her life, she dealt with the pain of these memories by herself. This is where she turned to God. Someone she trusted to share the pain of these memories, and... Through what she writes to God, we see how they affected her. Because these memories won't ever leave her, and she is reminded of her dark experience from her youth, she feels a greater need to protect the one she loves, including her sister. We see one thing for certain. Celie wants to keep the dark memories like hers away from her younger sister, so she doesn't endure what she's had to her entire life. Now listener discretion. I will now mention the root cause for Celie's haunting memories, these being rape and violence from her stepfather. I believe the author's stance is that traumatic events like violence or rape never really truly leave the minds of their victims. Unfortunately, Celie is a perfect is a perfect example. Celie's only comfort at times comes from God when describing the events of her rape and abuse from her father. Not to mention, she's also left with the memories of what her rape led to. Throughout the book, she mentions her memories of being pregnant, so already we can see how this traumatic event has left her with some more grievance. This being, this being that she wasn't able to care for her children. She lives on with the memories of the abuse from her father. I personally feel that those memories are what, from being beaten are what led to major factors in her, pers- in her personality and the choices that she made. For example, the memory of being beaten for winking at a boy, which she had not done intentionally, ingrained in her to fear at least, or at least have a dista- distaste in feelings towards men. However, on the other hand, she feels safer and more comfortable with women, having not experienced anything traumatic, thus not dealing with dark memories. My stance would be that I believe many people suffer from troubling memories that affect their way of life and who they are, whether for the better or for the worse. What I mean by this is for some people, having a constant reminder of a painful event is enough to break someone. It takes strength to overcome or even learn how to live with troubling memories. There's also the factor of what these memories entail. Like I said before, the world can be a nasty place, especially to younger people who are more vulnerable. We see and hear on the news constantly tragic stories of someone who has been raped, brought up with violence, been involved in a shooting, or has lived through a life-altering accident. 
to imagine what these people endure on a daily basis is actually unimaginable. I do agree with the author that traumatic events stay with their victims, and I also believe that some people can manage their troubling memories better than others, even if they never really truly leave their minds. I feel that Celie is somewhere in the middle between finding ways to cope with her memories, but also not taking care of her memories the way she should. For example, her method is to write to God, this being that she trusts God and knows she won't receive judgment. We can tell she is ashamed from these memories, which may be the reason why she doesn't share her experience with any other living souls. This is where I would say she's not taking care of herself in the best possible way. While I find it good she has taken the initiative to not bottle up her feelings by sharing with God, she isn't telling a professional or asking for help for someone who can actually give her guidance and can, or can understand what to do. Instead, she takes these memories and at some points through her life, we see how they have altered her perception of what, it, of what is acceptable and what is not. For instance, we see this come to play when she doesn't argue that men should beat their wife when discussing the matter with Sophia. She accepts the abuse from her husband and has the memories from her child of being beaten, so really she knows no other way. As she goes on through life, she does seem to be more enlightened and less accepting of the fact that women are treated so poorly. Which brings me to my point, that her dark memories left long-lasting scars, this including believing it was okay to endure or witness the mistreatment of women. And this concludes the fourth episode of Your Topic Central. I would like to thank the creators of the app Anchor that helped me put this podcast together, as well as my English teacher, Ms. Alanise Ferial, and Ms. Brown, who I dedicate this podcast to. Haunting Memories function the novel by displaying how a main character is impacted by what she experiences throughout her life. The reader can see throughout the book that Celie's memories have played a big part in who she is. They function as a way to incite the reader of her personal battles and are a way to bring about sympathy for the character. Throughout the novel, we see how these memories and their impact begin to shift as she gets older and lets more people into her life. In the beginning of the story, we see a young and vulnerable girl who has already endured much from, what, from the hands of her evil father. We see how these memories have created fears in her. For example, I make myself wood, I say to myself. Celie, you are a tree. That's how come I know trees fear men. Here we see the effect of the trauma from her abuse as a child. It ingrains in her, even now, that she fears men. She carries these memories everywhere she goes, and they do greatly affect her. We see how these memories of her rape cause her to take extra precaution when it comes to the well-being of her young sister. For example, I see him looking at my sister. She's scared, but I say, I'll take care of you with God's help. Like I stated previously, she doesn't want her younger sister to live with the dark memories that she is forced to live with. In this scene, we see how her memories have impacted her to care more for her sister because she knows how dark and evil life can be. In this instance, when talking to Mr. Sun, Celie gives him wrong advice. At least in our society, we see it as wrong advice. This being that tr the treatment of, of women by their husbands. For example, I think about every... I think about how every time I jump when Mr. calls me, she looks surprised and looks and like she pities me. Beat her, I say. Of course, the reason for Silly saying this is because these are the standards she has lived with her entire life. These memories that she has had from her childhood have made her think in this condition. Luckily, things, thanks to people like Shug and her sister, possibly even Sophia, Silly begins to change her narrative and finally learns that her memories don't have to rule her life as well as the life that she has been living 
and as well as the life that she has been living can be better. For example, until you do right by me, I say everything you ever dream about will fail. I give it to him straight, just like just like it comes to me, and it seems to come from the trees. We see here a redemption. She finally sticks up for herself, and although those memories of trauma and abuse and rape will live on with her, she finally learns that there are ways where she can be happy. Now, like always, I do research on the topic of the episode. I found various insightful quotes regarding haunting memories. Unfortunately, there are many people who can relate to the trauma that Celie endures. She's traumatized by the acts her father did to her. In the real world, what happened to Celie has happened to others. These people who have to live with the memories for the rest of their life, where they are then affected by them mentally and physically. In the first article, I have a traumatic memory can be near impossible to shake. We have several quotes that state the scientific reasons and what this happens to someone when they endure trauma. For example, you may experience tingling or numbness in your limbs, as well as shortness of breath, chest pain, feelings of weakness, fainting, or dizziness. Now, Celia is a strong woman, but we know that when she was younger, or even when she recalls these memories, she has experienced these feelings. There's also... Memories are a biological phenomenon and as such are dynamic. Exposure to the cues that trigger the recall or retrieval of traumatic memories activates the neural systems that are strong in these memories. And we see this as well throughout the book because any moment that there is something in her present life that she's reminded of something from her past, she writes it to God or she tells God about it. The last quote from this article, retrieval of implicit or explicit traumatic memories is usually associated with associated with high levels of stress. Stress hormones act on the activated brain circuits and may strengthen the original memory for trauma through a phenomenon known as memory reconsolidation. And this is obviously very true in Celie's case because as she's living with Mr., she's constantly reminded or uh, is introduced to instances where she is again reminded of her childhood experience, like when she talks to Harpo or when she is uh, talking to Shug. She brings these memories up or the past trauma, she she finally lets it out in the open or bases her answers on her past trauma. Second article titled Emotional and Psychological Trauma can also be related to our book. For example, the first quote, it's not the objective circumstance that, that determines whether an event is traumatic, but your subjective emotional experience of the event. Obviously, we know Celie had a terrible and emotional experience from what she experienced as a young teen. She was raped, and as a result, she then had to learn or adapt what she took from that experience, which obviously, which obviously was very negative. We also have here experiencing trauma, traumatic events that occur repeatedly, such as bullying, domestic violence, or child neglect. As we know, Celie almost endured all of them, bullying because of her ethnicity, and her race, domestic violence from her father, as well as child neglect from possibly both her parents, because when she was young, her mother passed away, and she was left to deal with her stepfather, who obviously had raped her, and had not treated her fairly or nicely. The third quote being, childhood trauma can result from anything that disrupts a child's sense of safety, and obviously we hear several examples of how this has impeded her safety, not only hers, but her sister's. Lastly, experiencing trauma in childhood can result in a severe and long-lasting effect. And obviously, we see this throughout the book. Again, Celie goes on through her life with Mr. She meets Shug. She meets Sophia, 
Harpo, all these people who you can see have seen the result of her trauma, her past experiences. You can see this through their dialogue. You can see this through her actions and what she does and doesn't do, what she says and what she doesn't say. So obviously they have impacted her. Her memories have impacted her in, in almost a negative way until she starts opening up. And especially with Shug, she starts opening up. And as a result, she learns that there are other ways to be happy. There are ways to experience or to at least um, enlighten her heart and her mind, especially from her sister, that she doesn't have to rely on these memories to dictate her life. She can now open up to other possibilities and make fonder memories instead of the memories that she's had for from Mr. and her father, which includes abuse. And so the main difference between Celie and other people in reality is that not everyone gets these these opportunities to change their mind or for or even forget for a possible for a possible second of the trauma they've endured. Most people do live on with these for life.